Welcome to Between Heaven and Earth, an internet radio talk show where we help you connect spirit and divine guidance. Lisa Kay, your host, brings you shows that can enhance and transform your life with tips and new ideas for more happiness, abundance, and better relationships. Lisa is an expert on intuition and can show you how to strengthen your inner guidance to empower yourself. Each show is positive and uplifting to inspire your day. Her guest speakers are specialists on self-help, positive thinking, spirituality, and conscious living. Be the best that you can be with Between Heaven and Earth, conscious living for your soul. And angel blessings to everyone. Hi, I'm Lisa Kay, your host, and this is Between Heaven and Earth Radio. And we're doing another show today, and I bring you shows where you can listen in uh, either to the archives or live. Uh, we've been doing this for a long time, and uh, we've got an app out there uh, so that you can listen, take it with you anywhere you want to go. And I have had listeners tell me that they like to listen when they're going to work or when they're doing the dishes. Um or just, you know, out and about wherever they might be, or at home, on the computer. So today, our show is called, How to Live in the Moment, What My 96-Year-Old Dad Taught Me About How to Live. It's a funny title, right? Um, Anyway, uh, this show is based on a blog post that I wrote, and I wanted to share it with you guys on the radio if you haven't read it but also give you a little bit more about how to uh, kind of use what was, you know, what was talked about in that story. Um, So, you know, I think a lot of us are searching for self-improvement, living a better life. Um, You know, maybe you're at the moment where you are a change in life. It might be you're retired, you're getting getting ready to retire. You might be a new newly empty nester, uh, you might be embarking on your life just to start out and um, and you're searching for, you know, how do I take those first steps? I think one of the things that I am looking at in my life is not only where am I going to go next, I'm always looking at where I'm going to go next. I always want to know how to make my life better wherever we're looking forward, right, in the future. Um, and my son, who is and he just started college, and so he's also now looking at his life as a new adult, and we have lots of conversations about that. And I've also been thinking about my parents because they're um, old, and apparently, from what I heard from the doctors, they are in the range of uh, extremely old. <laughs> so everybody's living longer and longer nowadays, right? Um, so, And our elders often have ways of teaching us wisdom of how to live a better life. So um, I discovered more about living just recently. It was a very profound experience about about living. And as I said, I wrote about it in my blog and I had a lot of response to it. And um, it did come from the heart. I wanted to share it with you on the radio uh, if you haven't read it. And then I'm going to follow up with some easy steps so you can you can live a better life too, uh, and so and it's about you know how to live life in the moment, and and you know we hear a lot about that, but I try to live in the moment. It's not an easy thing, but I learned a lesson on how to live in the moment, uh, even even in a better way. So, so 
I wanted to tell you the story. I'm, uh, it's about my dad. And my dad is uh, 96, and he had a stroke. Um, oh, I guess it's actually about four weeks ago now. And when he was in the hospital, when it first happened, it was actually a fairly severe stroke, um, and he fell down, and he cracked his uh, – he also broke a vertebrae as well. So he had a couple things going on. And when he was in the hospital, it was it was touch and go for a while, and he, he struggled with uh, pneumonia. Uh, and then he had a, a second stroke. Actually, he had a couple more mini strokes. It was a little a little scary. And at one point, the doctors were talking about choices that would put him into hospice. And for those of you who don't know what hospice is, that's that's end of life care. Um, and we as his healthcare, um, I guess we have the healthcare proxy, my mother and, and I, we had to make choices as to whether we should go ahead and, and put him in hospice or not. And that was a very, very upsetting thing, obviously. It made me think about a lot about what is it to be living or deciding to continue to live. And even in talking to my friends about it, you know, at first you think it's easy to decide, but it's really not. Oh, you know, some of the conversations are about it, around it are like, well, you know, gosh, if I were, if I had a stroke and, you know, it was severe and I was, uh, or I was bedridden or I'm at the end of my life or I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that, um, you know, I definitely don't want to live on. But it's not an easy decision. And, now, I know Dad's old, and his time could be up at any moment. So his heart is weak, and certainly the stroke and the dementia both don't help. And Dad's aging mind, it, it prevents him from remembering the recent past, and uh, also he can't plan for the future. Um, he has no executive planning ability. But this means he's fully in the present and in the now. He's fully aware and cognizant, and when you speak to him, he just forgets what happened a moment ago, but a moment ago, but he knows what you're talking about, and he understands it. And when he was in the hospital, and even now, you just don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know what God has planned. Though Dad did say at one point to his nurses in the hospital, he goes, God doesn't want me. And I told him, I said, God wants you right here now. (laughs) And this is what the neurologist meant when he said that dad is, quote, he's still with us. He's still present. And I realized whatever moments I have with my father, that my dad is only in the moment and that he is still here and present. So in that realization, I tried to make those moments happy for him by my being fully present with him. So I showed him the Facebook comments uh, on my post about his stroke. There were so many saying prayers and kind words and well wishes from him from so many friends and and family and, and even people he didn't know. It made my dad tear up. He was so moved and 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 that's very unusual for him. In fact I don't I don't even know if I've ever seen him. Uh, cried before. And I told him about my son Chris and his adventures as a freshman in college. And dad was so proud. He's so proud that Chris is going to be studying engineering just like he did. And he beamed and he smiled. 
I showed him pictures of our recent trip to the United Kingdom, and I told him how much I loved him. And he said words I, I didn't hear very often from him when I was young. He said, I love you too. And even though I know he won't remember what we talked about, I can give him as many happy present moments as I can. I realize that is living. Finally, he left the hospital, and he's now in a wonderful nursing home where the nurses and the therapists are gentle and they're kind. And they help him with his inability to use his right side to speak and to learn to use his left hand while they are attending to his every need. And he's content when my mom, who's 89, is there, or when he waits for her, knowing she'll come soon when the nurses tell him. She'll be here in a few hours. The director of activities asked what his favorite music was so they could play it for him. And they told mom, you know, you don't have to be here every day to to sit with him. But she says, he needs me. And then she says, it's okay. She wants to go. And that makes both my parents happy. And that's living. I find it really interesting that daddy is still teaching me about life. It was my dad that tried to answer my many questions when I was eight years old, like, why are we here? What is life all about? And my dad said, we are here for our soul to experience. And I guess from all this, I'm here experiencing what it is to live. So that was my story on my blog. And, um, and it, it, you know, came from obviously my heart, but it also came from my realization. Wow, you know, this is what it's about to be living and present because he is still here. Now, Daddy, he was always the philosopher, and I think that's where I got my my infinite curiosity from about, and I always wanted to know, you know, what's the best way to live? Um, How do you live life so that you are living the best way you can. Um, if I knew what God wanted for me, then, uh, you know, I could, I could do all the right things and try to do the right things. Well, here it is again. Um, he's showing me, even though he's not speaking to me about it, he's showing me in his actions how to live in the moment and, and my interacting with him and how to be present. And I think being present and being in the moment is, is not always an easy thing. It's just kind of because it's sort of a, uh, an abstract concept. But, you know, we can only live in the moment because we can't live in the past. We can't live in the past few seconds, and we can't live in the future few seconds, right? We're, we're only here now. And we can think about the past, or we can think about the future, but we can never be there. We can only be here right now. And when you live in the moment, you're living fully, uh, if you allow yourself to. So how do you live fully in the moment? How do you allow yourself to do that? And let me share with you, I've got, I've got four things that I think um, may help you. I know they've helped me over the years and helped me when I was with, with my dad, sitting with him. Number one, one of the things I discovered, the most important thing was is to that you have to keep your criticism 
down and keep it away. So don't allow yourself to make excuses or judge yourself. We're we're always uh, being that third-person criticizer, and it kind of takes us out of being in the moment. When you judge yourself, you have to think of yourself in the past. You know, I've always do this. I've always been this way, and why am I like that? And and you have to stop that. And it, that takes practice. You have to remind yourself, be in the moment, be right here now. Don't think of, push those thoughts out of your mind. When they come up, it's like meditation. When they come up, you go, oh, that's not good. Let them go. Making those excuses or criticizing yourself will take you out of that, that presence of being now. And that leads us to the next one, number two. It's about your soul's experience. What my dad was saying, that we're here to experience for our soul. So what does that mean, the soul's experience? It means there is only the experience, the only experience of living, of of whatever it is you're experiencing, whatever you're going through in life, whether it is good or it's bad or it's right or it's wrong, that's what it is, and that's the purpose. And I know we can go through a whole uh, debate over why and whether things should be or shouldn't be, but we don't know, do we? Your higher self does not judge you, and that's the wonderful thing. That's something we learn from people who have had near-death experiences, and they go back to heaven. They do remember or they uh, come back with the memory of what it is like to be um, connected to your higher, their higher selves and and um, to their soul family, and there's no judgment there. So you came here to play your role. You can't. You agreed to play a role, and you agreed to experience the life that you chose when you uh, that you were chose to be born into. And there's a bigger reason why that choice was made, and we don't know what that is. And the reason why there is that bigger reason is because you're part of the whole of the universe. You're part of a bigger thing. And that whole universe, some people call it God, or all that is, it's a very complex mechanism, and you're a part of it. But you don't know the whole part. You only know your part. So this is what it means to let go and let God, to allow yourself to experience whatever it is. Let go of the judgment. So we don't know why we were sent here, why we were born into this body to experience, or what it is that we were supposed to experience. But you have to trust that what you are experiencing is what it's meant to be. That's what it what it means to let go and let God. So, remember, number one, don't don't judge yourself. Number two, let your soul experience. Number three, you know, now even though we may not have everything we want or we're not experiencing all that we wanted, we have moments that are, that are deep down wonderful and soul satisfying. And those are the ones we like to have. Those are the ones we want to have and, and make us feel like we're really living. You know, you feel happy and content, and even though it might be very brief, and when you notice those moments, give them your full attention in the moment when they happen. And then you are living. That's what we need to do. Remind ourselves to notice. And when you notice, give them your full attention. Now, you might not have some 
pleasant experiences too, but only by being in the now, you can go moment to moment and get through those experiences that are not pleasant. So there it is again, being in the moment. Okay, and the last one, number four. You may not feel that you could live in the moments all the time, and it's probably more that we should be living as many moments as we can. And they say it's like a string of pearls. So there are going to be times when you're, you'll still need to plan, and that requires you to think of the past or think of the future. But during those times, you don't need to have, you don't have to try to be in the moment, but you know when you're not planning. You can try to be in the moment. So maybe you're at dinner and you're with um, your family or maybe you're talking to a friend. And it doesn't have to be a good friend. It could be any friend uh, or an acquaintance. It could be talking to the cashier online or maybe when you're working. I remember being in the moment many years ago when I was uh, still doing a corporate job and I was in a meeting. And meetings can be a little boring. Um, So I didn't need to speak at the time, and I was just sitting there very wrapped up in work, and I realized, oh, I can can pause and be in the moment and just be there in the observer and uh, whatever it is you're experiencing. You could also just be in the moment sitting at home. I think when you do that, and one of the ways you can be in the moment when you're just sitting is to be aware of things that are around you. Uh, be aware of how you're feeling, how your body feels. And that immediate, or close your eyes um, just, just for a moment and put your attention to where you are right now. You might want to try that if you're not driving. <laughs> um, just close your eyes, take a moment. And where are you right now? Are you sitting? Are you standing? How does your body feel? No, don't think about where you need to go or what's wrong with it. Just what does it feel like at the moment? And then you bring yourself back. So there's a shift. There's a shift in awareness between being caught up in your thoughts and then being aware of where you are at the moment and being present. You know, we, we snap into the present when we need to be, when, when we need to be alert. And that's not obviously not always the best thing, but that that's biological. Obviously, if you uh, all of a sudden uh, there's a loud noise, you become very present, right? What is that? Um, or maybe you're you know on the street and something whizzes by you, and and you all of a sudden well what what was that? That that's another way of becoming very present. Um, but we it gives you an idea of what it's like in your mind to to be present in the moment. It's like oh, I'm aware of what's going on around me. It takes practice, and I have found for me that when I try to be present and try to be in the moment, whether wherever I am, um, it's it's nicer when you're doing fun things uh, because we don't want to look back on the fun thing and go, oh, I I had fun then, but I only had the fun. I only remember that it was fun afterward. You want to have fun when you're doing it and recognize that you're doing it, and that's being in the moment. So I tr- you can try. And if you don't feel like you're good at it, that, that's okay. Just keep, keep working at it and learn how to become more present. 
I have some, you know, some meditations that help people with being in that in in that presence and uh, working with being aware of your body. Um, it's real. They're really just, you know, guided. Uh, uh, I guess guided stories or guided meditations. So that that can help you as well. I've had so many people write me after I posted that story about my dad on my blog, and I want to thank you if you're one of them. I've had some, I really received some really deep and thoughtful letters, um, and I think it's, it, it was just so wonderful to share. You know, and actually reading those letters helped put me in the moment of, of appreciation and, and um, feeling, you know, feeling the appreciation, feeling the love, feeling the happiness, and, and, recognizing it so that that's it i wanted to share with you about how to live in the moment something that i think uh, we should all strive for and what it means these things these philosophies are not always easy to understand Um, but that's what it is to be alive right when when it gets to the end of our life then we start to think about what well what was living what is living and should i go on and what do i have left. It's about being in the moment. I'm Lisa Kay, and you've been listening to Between Heaven and Earth Radio, Conscious Living for Your Soul. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Angel blessings to everyone. Bye.